Content is the new e-commerce. Content production is becoming more accessible every single day. Hey friends, welcome back to the Black Diamond Podcast. This is your host, Eric Malzone. And this is the show where I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing entrepreneurs, founders, change makers, and people who are just creatively leading the way through innovation. And it's not only about successes and and great stories, because you'll definitely get those, but it's also about the personal challenges and the vulnerability that we face along the way. So this show is brought to you by Level 5 Mentors, helping entrepreneurs and founders achieve the highest levels of freedom in five different categories, time, money, relationships, health, and purpose. And if you want to find out how you're doing in those five categories, we got you covered. We got a survey for that. Just go to level5mentors.com forward slash survey. And you can take the free entrepreneurial survey and see how you're doing in each category and see where you have room for improvement because, hey, we can always be improving. So welcome to the show. Let's get on to it. Sam Lucas, welcome to the Black Diamond Podcast. Hey, Eric. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's pretty funny that you are sitting right now in Santa Barbara, which is where I spent nine years of my life. And I'm up here in Montana and where you spent most of your life. And, yep. uh, <laughs> about eight years or no, about, gosh, like 22 years so far. Yeah. Right on, man. But so everyone knows Sam is from Montana. He's just visiting there right now. Sam, and I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show. You know, I, I guess to say this, you're compared to me, you're relatively young, but you've done a lot of entrepreneurial work within that time frame. So it's it's really fascinating. It seems like it's something that you just gravitated towards, gravitated to, to at an early age, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And plus, you're from Montana, and and I'm really interested in in hearing and listening and learning from from entrepreneurs in, in the state that I now call home, because uh, mm-hmm. it is a very entrepreneurial spirited state, and people may not know that. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to have you for so many reasons. So let's start with this, man. Give us your, your backstory. Give us how you, you got to be where you are now. Sounds good. I grew up in Montana, specifically born in North Dakota. Family quickly moved to Billings, Montana, largest mm-hmm. city in the state, very industrial state, kind of eastern central Montana. Moved over to Bozeman to go to the university, uh, Montana State. And, uh, but early on, like my grandfather always promoted being an entrepreneur for as long as I can remember you know, his, uh, his family heritage had, had many entrepreneurs in the family. And, and I, and by the sounds of it, it was always like, he wished he would have been an entrepreneur, but ended up going into, into accounting and law, you know, but he always promoted the entrepreneurial lifestyle. And, and, and so that was like my first major influence hearing the stories of, of his father and his grandfather went to MSU you know, really didn't have any interest in going to college, but you know, it's just <laughs> mainly like checking the box, sure. following in my uh, wildly successful sister's footsteps who also went to MSU. Started out studying finance because that's, you know, the accounting background with, with others in my family. Uh, quickly did not like finance at all. Pivoted to marketing and graphic design where I, I kind of just stumbled into entrepreneurship at the university level, you know, really finally realizing what that word even meant, 
you know, at, you know, previously it was kind of like this romanticized idea of working for yourself, uh, you know, growing up, but sure. stumbled into this center at Montana State University called the Blackstone Launchpad. And this was like a non-for-profit um, organization funded by Blackstone, you know, to help spur entrepreneurial you know, endeavors by students and alumni at, I think it's like 15 universities in the world. And, and it just happened to be that Bozeman, Montana had one of them, which was amazing, wow. at least for myself. But it was there that I was able to all of a sudden brush shoulders with, you know, software engineers, mechanical engineers, filmmakers, designers. And, and as a marketer, that's, that's like a dream come true, pairing the headspace of how can I sell something? How can I attract an audience? How can I build a brand with, you know, so many individuals that were actually making the something I was never the person that like made the something, but always the person that, you know, wanted to brand and message and market and, you know, throw events and attract an audience. So, so it was there at, at MSU. And, and I think it was like my junior year where, where I first met, Paul Burton, who is my co-founder now uh, across two businesses now. And, and that's where everything really transpired. And so what, give me, um, first of all, is it, I believe I'm in, I'm in touch. Is it Paul Hagen from Blackstone? Is that his name? No. In, uh, there's, there's a Paul up in Missoula who runs the U of M launchpad. And then at the time, there was a gentleman named Les Craig, who was the director of the launchpad at Montana State University, who was, who was, you know, my, my boss at the time. And, you know, I guess full circle to, to, to kind of bring it all the way up to today, Paul Burton and I started a company called Triple Tree Software. And, and that was really spurred because everyone wanted to build apps, uh, you know, back in like 2014, 2015, right. no one knew how to do it. Paul was the best software engineer at MSU while I was going there. Um, so Paul and I linked up, started Triple Tree Software, started building everyone's apps. We ended up doing that for for four years, um, and then just last year, and in coming into this year, we we started a new company called Special Project. You know, and, and it, uh, in 2018, 2019, we had built two video on demand platforms for our venture capital funded clients of Triple Tree, and so we had learned a lot about the space. I definitely learned a lot about the demand. We had been paid over, you know, two years to build two virtually identical products. And we had maintained relationships with many venture capitalists because we knew eventually we were going to launch a product. Um, we're just waiting, you know, for the idea, the team, the funding, the cash, the experience. And it was kind of like a perfect storm come November last year. And, and that's when our former boss, Les Craig, now a partner at Next Frontier Capital in Bozeman, and I connected and uh, kind of had a concept idea for what special could be. And, and, and those guys at Next Frontier Capital believed in our team and our experience and, and mainly like, you know, the, the classic, you know, thought it's not the idea. It's, it's, can you execute it? And, and, and they believed that we had the team to execute. And, and the idea was, you know, three, four baked, um, which I think is the right stage for an idea to be at a startup anyways. And, and now here we are a funded new company called special the same team of Triple Tree. Wow. So when you started Triple Tree, was it, was it venture backed or did you guys bootstrap that, bootstrap that one? Bootstrapped it. Yeah. When, you know, when we started Triple Tree, I was a senior, Paul was a junior in college. 
I had five roommates in a college house, you know, the same college house I had been in for four years, you know, pong, pong balls and red solo cups on the floor. That, that was <laughs> Sounds like, wonderful. you know, some mold around the house that we bootstrapped that from like $500 in the bank account type thing. That's awesome, man. And you know, the world of apps has really changed quite a bit, you know, uh, I mean, I probably in 2014, 2015, I mean, apps were still costing quite a bit of money. And now, I mean, they still do. They're not inexpensive, but there's just a wide variety of levels that you can invest in an app now. Tell me about that. I mean, yeah, I know, I know enough to be dangerous, right? Yeah. But very little, really. But t- tell me about the evolution of the app world. What does that look like over the last, you know, six to seven years? Yeah, it is wild. You know, I mean, first first and foremost during like the dot-com era, you know, custom websites, that was, that was the big cash cow, you know, building a website for a business was extremely expensive. Then there was, you know, like a Shopify Squarespace Wix evolution where anyone could, could build a website, um, you know, and a custom website was only those for, for people doing pretty complicated things first, you know, almost, First and foremost, those that are not only having a marketing presence online, but also integrating lots of data and an actual web application into their website. That's kind of where you see custom websites nowadays. Mm. But the evolution of the app, you know, then came thereafter where, where, where the next touch point for your business was, you know, brick and mortar, then a website. Then it was also cool to have a mobile app. You know, and, and with the mobile app, then you lose the whole brick and mortar business side because things can be so much more efficient, scalable, cost effective. But apps, at least on mobile, were, were really popular for a long time until consumers started to be like over and inundated with too many apps on, on their phone. Like the real estate on your screen is, is just as important as like, the real estate in your neighborhood, right? Each, they take up space and, and you only can have so much space where then I think the transition moves back to the web app. People that want to have software that serves a function, improves their, their, their work life or their, their personal life. Um, you know, work life might be um, like a, an Excel, but a personal life might be an Airbnb where, where you don't necessarily need the mobile app, but the web app can still serve that, that function. And that's the space that triple tree predominantly served was, was building SaaS or software as a service for businesses that were generally B2B businesses. We didn't necessarily choose that path, but that path more so chose us. Consumer apps are extremely difficult to, startup to be successful to monetize just because it's it's a it's a difficult audience to to uh create value for especially with extremely ever-changing needs of the consumer and and how many ways you can segment a consumer audience where where b2b you know business software as a service platforms are can be you know really defined well-defined create a niche for yourself and and you know exactly who you're selling to. And you can also sell B2B software products for a lot more money, uh, a lot less transactions, right? Rather than like 99 cents here and there, you know, a million times, you can kind of do like, you know, a thousand dollars here and there, uh, you know, 10,000 times. So that's, that's the niche that we found ourselves. And and I think it's staying that way with, with the web application, you know, uh, I think it, I think the next evolution of apps is actually smart TV, um, 
apps or, or as they call it OTT uh, for over the top. I don't know why they give it that name, but, yeah, but where that comes that's from. the new evolution. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh that makes a lot of sense. It really does. I mean, we're, um, we're building a home here in Montana. And, uh, one of the big things is, uh, whether or not we're going to get a TV and <laughs> which sounds, but being me, I love watching sports. My wife could care less about TV. She thinks we're better off not having it, but I'm like, well, what if we get yeah. a smart TV and we just kind of run everything through there? That's my play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. And that's, that's really interesting that you could just run apps through there. I mean, I'm, you're starting to see it now. I mean, just obviously all the basic entertainment apps, right? Um, mm -hmm. Netflix, Amazon prime and a bunch of other ones, but that's what other apps do you th see people using through smart TV? YouTube. Okay. There's a lot of like free advertising supported video on demand apps that have really, uh, blown up in the last few years. Like, 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 uh, like Fubi TV or Pluto TV. You know, I think these free advertising video on demand, the, the term is AVOD, um, smart TV apps are extremely popular in like second world countries, you know, not Western, you know, Netflix owns the West, but when you start moving into like Asia Pacific and, and you know, Europe and Africa and whatnot, um, I think it's, it's where the advertising, fully advertising supported platforms are, are catching a lot of um, um, demand. Outside of that, you know, I, I think it's entirely video for now, but you know, we may see other home, um, home consumption products exist such as like a food ordering product on, on your TV or, or even an Airbnb or, or real estate where it's, where it's more of a browsing experience rather than like a fully in, you know, engaged functional experience, you know, where, where then you may take the, the action off the TV to your phone or your computer when you're, when you're officially transacting or engaging further. Yeah. That's interesting, man. Very thought provoking. Sam, let's talk about what you're doing now. Tell me about special. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the conversation guides itself very well to, to our, 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 our next step here as, as entrepreneurs. And that's in us, launching special project that's the official company name we we call it special more of a you know branded consumer focus but special is a platform for anyone independent video creators independent production studios you and i to launch their own subscription streaming service and uh you know it's it's like a a platform where you can launch your own netflix but instead of calling it netflix you could call it the black diamond podcast and, and stream video or audio to whatever audience that you have direct to your consumer and uh, earn monthly recurring revenue at the subscription price that you set. I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it, it falls into, you know, everything we've been talking about this far because video, video consumption and, and especially audio as well as, you know, with being a podcast yourself is, is, increasing so drastically in, in consumer consumption and uh, video paving the way by far, you know, and then as we discussed the growth of the smart TV, you know, app ecosystem and, and, and that like untouched real estate, right? I mean, there's a few big players, but it's, it looks nothing like, like the, the, the Google play store or the Apple app store and, and how much chaos with the mobile apps are, are there. 
and uh, and then just the, the massive growth of of what we call like the internet creator. You know, if you look at generations today with with like Gen Z, you know that population associates or recognizes like a YouTube creator far more than any Hollywood actor. So the the new stars of today, the the true influencers, as as I guess you know it's called on social media. Are, are independent creators and, and videos paving the way. And, and, and we believe that, that there's a, a massive gap in, in the ability for those creators to actually run a, a subscription streaming business and monetize their content. It, it is tough, man. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's interesting and I'll just use myself as an example for all of my podcasts. I've never uh, actively seeked out monetization directly through my show. Um, mm-hmm. you know, in fact, oddly enough, this month will be the first time I put out a, uh, a sponsorship proposal and I don't know why I think I've just always thought of like, kind of like Seth Godin. I've always, there's certain things I'll get, I'll always get paid for and certain things I won't get paid for. And podcasting mm-hmm. to me is one of those things that I just love to do. I love yeah. bringing value and, uh, to all the relationships and the listeners that I, I do have, which, you know, is, is. I'm no Joe Rogan, but you know, especially my other one, the future of fitness, it's, it's been a nice consistent audience for a long time. And I love hearing from my listeners and it's just, I do it for the love, right? Um, Mm -hmm. as cliche as that sound, but that's because I haven't seen a clear path to monetization, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could go like traditional, right? Get a sponsorship, maybe get some affiliate sales and that's it. But you know, I know what's, what's the other platform for creators that, um, I'm blanking on it right now. It's been really popular. Patreon? Yeah. Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Explain. Yeah. How, so if I, if I sign up with you guys, what's, what's the journey look like for me? What, how, how does this change my, my business? Yeah. We look at special as a similar product to like a Shopify. Okay. Where, you know, before Shopify, it was, very difficult to create an e-commerce experience for your customers, right? How can you sell things online before Shopify? It was a fully custom build pay a, you know, a develop a developer or, or a agency to, to build this e-commerce product for you. And there's not necessarily a, a really streamlined payment processor and, and shipping system and whatnot. And, and, and then Shopify came along and you could do it for 50 bucks a month. Right. right. And you could, you could do it overnight. And, and I could, I could set something up on, on the weekend and start selling hats and t-shirts the, the following week. And that's, that's actually what I did for my first ever business in college before starting triple tree. Um, it was a company called Earth Outdoor. It was, you know, I'd film ice climbing videos and, and write trip reports and then sell hats and t-shirts. That was, cool. that was what got me into entrepreneurship was the accessibility of an e-commerce product. You know, the difference was, is I had to, I had to order hard goods inventory and I had to sit on inventory and then hope to sell that inventory. Um, but eventually this, this e-commerce world became extremely accessible with, with e-commerce platforms like, like a Shopify, um, a big commerce, uh, Squarespace, et cetera. We look at it the same exact way. So content is the new e-commerce content production is becoming more accessible every single day, more than ever, not only with shooting, filming, recording, but editing, producing, and in our opinion, with the launch of special now distributing. Um, so, uh, I can shoot 4k with my iPhone, 
right? I've, I've been doing that with my brand new iPhone for the last few weeks, shooting videos on the weekends, vlogging outdoor adventures. Um, and the way we think about spots are special is, is how can we provide the internet creator the same, uh, accessibility to distribution and monetization being that you could set up a special over the weekend, upload your content and start monetizing that content, uh, on Monday, the following week. Um, extremely straightforward. Um, you know, you create an account, you create your own project on special project would be synonymous with channel. Um, and then brand it, pick a color, pick your monthly or annual price, upload your content into you know, episodic series, first to last order, or more, you know, most recent kind of vlog order, um, or a, a, a one-off film. Um, and then uh, and then you just go live and you're good to go. Start driving traffic um, to, to your special. So now from the, okay, I got it. That, that helps a lot. The, so if I'm the end consumer, the viewer, Right. Mm-hmm. And how am I accessing this content? Is there a particular uh, specific landing page that people come to for this, or how, how is that accessed on that side? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Your your um, your project's URL would be special dot black diamond podcast dot com, or mm-hmm. you know special dot insert brand name here, um, and from that URL, uh, you would be fully engulfed in in the black diamond podcast. Um, and all of your content and offerings, discussion posts as well. Um, and then if I were to go find, you know, another uh, content creator or subscription that I would like to add to my bundle, um, you know, I would use like a, a search bar on special uh, to go find the Sam Lucas podcast. And, and I can therefore create as a consumer my own bundle of subscriptions for the content, you know, that I, that I want and nothing more and uh, making it special to that consumer as well as on, you know, on the flip side, the, the, the creator is, is also going direct to the consumer creating their, their own special as well. Okay. And then the consumer, are they paying a subscription for this or how does that work? How does the monetization work? Monetization uh, works as a fee for special in the platform. Mm -hmm. So we take 10% of all transacted, uh, revenue on the platform. So however much you make, we take 10% of that. And there is, um, there's no monthly cost to the creator. Uh, and then the cost to the consumer is just whatever they, they subscribe to. So if you set your monthly price at five bucks a month, the consumer's paying directly to you five bucks a month. We're depositing that revenue into your bank account. We take 10% on the back end as, uh, as we, as we push the money through. Interesting. You know, it, it makes me think too, Sam, that, you know, if someone, let's say someone's paying five bucks a month for, for my podcast, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. they're going to value it more, right? I mean, I would imagine than just, you know, one of the, the millions of, of free podcasts out there. I mean, just knowing consumer behavior is if you're paying, if you're willing to mm-hmm. pay a little bit for it, you're going to use it. Yeah. Um, and if it's free, you tend not to value it. Yeah. Um, have you guys put... I'm sure you, you thought about the psychology of this, but what, what, what's your thoughts on, on shifting that behavior? Cause that's, that's also that I, I would imagine that's one of the challenges here, right? Is, is getting a consumer behavior to shift. Um, anytime you, even if it's a, you know, one degree shift for the consumer, it's, it's often, you know, challenging to, to make that happen. 
Um, yeah, totally. So what, how, how are you guys tackling that challenge? I'm not necessarily sure that we are, you know, trying to tackle the challenge. Um, I think, I think it's a trend that is, that is just right on the fence right now. Uh, I think there's a a major shift in the thinking on the creator end right now with, with how do I monetize my content? You know, content creators have historically put everything out for free. Um, and, and that's just been the expectation content creators have historically used their content then to advertise for other brands, um, and drive traffic elsewhere, right. To a cooler or, or to a new wristwatch or, you know, whatever cosmetic, you know, consumer product that may be. Um, and, and you mix that with, within what, what's been coined as like the adpocalypse, of the last few years where, <laughs> where, where, and this is a real term, like, like Google, where YouTube officially pivoted their, their focus from supporting the creator to supporting the advertiser. And yeah. that's come with, with like demonetization of so many major, major creators with, with sh- what's called shadow banning where, where certain creators just are not even falling into the recommendation engine anymore. Um, because their major, um, you know, advertisers are saying, we don't want to be on this creator. We don't want to be on that type of creator. We don't want to be on anything that's, that's hunting or anything that's, you know, uh, right wing political or someone that says X amount of, you know, explicit words, whatever it may be. Um, you know, now YouTube is, is, is following the advertisers guidance, which, which sure, you know, it makes sense from a business model perspective. But there's many major creators that are being highly affected by this and are starting to realize that they can't rely on a completely uh, third party platform that they have no contact with to rely you know, on their income, especially a fluctuating income. Um, so this idea of, of how do we monetize our content, I think, has become extremely popular. Um, and, that's, and that's what you know, spurred Patreon um, over the last few years. Um, Patreon's done very, very well. I think they, you know, they just raised another round at a value of $1.2 billion. Um, you know, but they're giving creators the ability to, to make money, um, uh, directly. And, and, uh, um, and I think consumers are, are starting to accept this, this trend as well, or at least this way of thinking, it definitely hasn't officially moved that one degree, as you're saying, it's, I would say it's like half a degree though. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, and I, I look at it the same way I was, I would look at like, like food consumption or even hard good consumption. You know, the moment you give uh, a certain audience the ability to go direct to the source with their, with their, with their money, it, it feels like a much different, um, transaction. It feels like a much more intimate transaction. It feels like you're more educated in that transaction and you're supporting causes that, 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 that are meaningful to you versus the more commercial, uh, you know, you know, um, um, purchase. Yeah. It's, it's great, man. I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a shift for the content creator as well. I mean, I started my first show in, in 2017 and I have a lot of podcast friends. Um, you know, we talk a lot, we, we go on each other's shows. Um, I mean, God knows, I mean, I've interviewed over 600 people, but I've probably been interviewed mm-hmm. now just through my network, 
at least over a hundred times. Um, and most of the podcasters and content producers that I know it's, it's kind of like, well, you know, we're all, we're all looking at this at like a five-year plan. That's kind of like the, mm-hmm. the concept. Like, well, you know, we'll put in the hard work for five years and then, you know, at the end we'll, we'll have enough audience that, you know, maybe, or maybe we'll get picked up. It's, it's, it's not a solid plan. It's not a solid yeah. strategy. It's, it's more of a hope and wish that this yeah, will yeah. at some point. Right? <laughs> yeah. And what I, the thing that struck me really interesting from what you said earlier, a few minutes back was, you know, content is the new e-commerce and that, that got my brain spinning. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess it could be. Cause I'd imagine, you know, like a, a sponsorship proposal I'm putting out this month that I alluded to is part of it is, you know, the sponsor pays for the ad spend. Right. And we, we grow now. Mm-hmm it's still not directly monetizing anything, right? You're just building an mm-hmm. audience. But with something like this, you can actually get like a, 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 you know, a, a client acquisition cost, right? And now it becomes more mm-hmm. of a mathematical equation of like, just like mm-hmm. e-commerce. Like how much do I need to spend to get a new listener? How much is that yep. listener paying? Um, it what's makes a lot of sense. the value of that listener? You know, yeah, what's, yeah. What's, uh, um, what's your churn rate? what's your compound monthly growth of subscribership? It, it, I think, yeah, I think if you put a paywall on, on, a, on a content business and we're not saying like all of a sudden a free podcast is paid. What we're saying is, is there's a segment of, of, of premium content in addition to, um, you know, a segment of, of free content. We look at the free content as a marketing channel as, as evergreen content. We look at YouTube as a marketing channel, a social media platform, the same way we look at a Facebook and Instagram, a TikTok, a, a, whatever, a Twitter. Um, but rather than driving all of the, the audience that you've worked so hard to create, to grow, to maintain, to nurture to other companies day in and day out, what if you just did exactly what you do best? and drove that traffic to your own product, and that is the content, that is what you do best. Can you create a premium series? Can you create um, you know, other pieces of con- content, whether it's behind the scenes, whether you know, we see it, I think the strategy is so different for, for the, the vertical of creatorship you're in, whether like a musician versus, versus a comedian, versus a, a vlogger, versus like a, you know, a, a new show, or, a, or more of a docu-series, but, how can you segment premium content versus free content and drive your audience to a place that you still own being, you know, a more premium set of content and a more exclusive, more VIP audience as well. And, and you call that membership with a subscription. And then I think you, you actually create a true business model um, for that business as well. When you start to show monthly recurring revenue, annual recurring revenue, you start to show actual customers, you have churn, you have compound monthly growth rate, you have customer acquisition costs, you can understand the life cycle of that business, the cost of goods sold, and the, and the you know, ideally profit line. Um, and then I think it's also interesting to start to discuss what does advertising or brand integrations look like for a creator with premium content and with free content? Because there's ways to do both. We, we've talked with creators that are, that, you know, do things like, um, uh, uh, free content with an ad partner, uh, but it's only live, you know, for free for, for say 30 days. And then it goes, goes to their, their premium service or vice versa. It's, it's, it's early access on special, um, paid content, early access for, 
three months and then it goes in a podcast format to Spotify, to Apple Music, to Stitcher, et cetera. So there's so many ways to be creative within a paywall with, um, with, you know, with actually monetizing your content and, and creating a product out of your content. I'm thinking because I, you know, I think there's, go ahead. Yeah. I think there's also interesting ways, you know, with, cause with special, um, you know, you, you could create your own aggregate bundles as well. So, so Eric could, you could, you could link up with the five other podcast friends that you have and, and, and there could be a special that, you know, is this vertical with these five different creators. And now there truly is a business where the, you know, the individual's podcast business is, isn't a business because if you take the person out of it, the business is gone. Right. But if there's an aggregate bundle, you start to diversify both content types, uh, a higher frequency of, of, of content production and, and, and distribution um, and, and a greater audience size. But we see that, you know, with the creators that we interview day in and day out, you know, there's a handful that always are, you know, this is my brand. This is what I am launching with like my small team. We have a lot of other um, creators that, that we speak with that are like the, you know, the content licensors that have, Hey, I have 1000 titles, um, that were produced in like the nineties or, or whatever it may be, you know, and we just need a platform to monetize and distribute. So there's many ways to slice it. And I think, you know, we're just providing the, the easiest way that's simple, effective, and enables anyone to distribute and monetize, uh, video and audio. So we, we, um, we mentioned Patreon a few times on this. How, how yeah. are you guys differentiating from, from them? What, what's the, yeah. what's the key factors? Yeah, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a few, but first and foremost, really like the biggest factor that, that inspired us was, um, was Patreon, uh, first, first launched as, as like a donation platform, like a tip jar, right? Mm-hmm. So creators still producing their content on YouTube or, or wherever they, they do, putting it out for free, but asking for support on Patreon. So in that tip jar fashion, where I'm not actually engaging in the content on Patreon, this is just like the GoFundMe where I'm supporting that creator. Um, and, and that's changed a little bit, but the Patreon tagline today is that, that all creators say is, is support me on, on Patreon. Um, so, that was, that was the number one thing, first and foremost, is, is we said, we know creators treat their creative um, endeavors as a business and asking for support or, donation, or donations for what you believe to be a business is only devaluing your content. Um, we need to create a, a, a subscription platform that, that actually increases the value of the content and makes creators feel like they're truly running a business on this platform. That was first and foremost the, the line that we drew, drew on the sand. Business platform versus support platform. Gotcha. Um, second would, would really be we want to put the creator on, on the pedestal. I mean, the creator has done everything right in terms of building their audience, building their brand, building um, a product suite of, of content that their audience wants and values. Um, we don't want to put our our brand ahead of the creators. And if you see on Patreon, everything's orange. The word, the word, even the word Patreon is like a question mark because the URLs are Patreon backslash Black Diamond Podcast. What we find is the creator's audience, the first thing they ask is, well, what is Patreon, Eric? And then you have to educate them on that. 
you know, so on, on special, um, our branding does not interfere with, with yours at all. You know, I, as a consumer, I feel like I am on the black diamond podcast. Um, and, and then we chose the, 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 the brand special, um, to align ourselves with what really was the first ever, uh, you know, type of premium content that was like a Sunday night special or a Thursday night special or a comedy special. Um, so that word is, is more synonymous with, with the premium um, mm-hmm. and, and, and how we design our, our products. Um, then, you know, next, and maybe the, maybe the last one I'll, I'll share is, is um, Patreon was designed for that tip jar effect with a creator. Uh, and, and I think actually like the experiential um, uh, um, session for a viewer to actually engage in the content that they're supporting on Patreon was a complete afterthought. The, the idea of how do I actually explore um, my creator's videos or podcasts, et cetera, is, is not designed, uh, you know, with best practice, like a, like a Netflix is to keep you engaged or even like a YouTube is to keep you engaged. Um, their, 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 um, their content delivery uh, interface is, 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 a, is a very long scrollable feed. You know, so how often do you watch a video posted one year ago all the time to do that on a, on a Patreon? You just have to scroll for, for 10 minutes to get there. Um, we've designed special uh, really just, just like um, a, a Netflix or, or a YouTube where, where it's designed to keep users engaged in content for as long as possible. Um, the difference would be on, on special you know, if I am watching a black, um, diamond podcast, um, I am only being recommended other black diamond podcasts. I'm not being recommended anything else. Right. So, so I'm continuously focused on, on your content only. And I actually have to check out of that experience, um, go back to my account and and search for a different creator and, and have like a 70% match on that search to find another creator. So we're not, you know, driving your audience to your competitors. Um, you know, and, and I guess lastly, uh, specials focus solely on, on video. Now I've said audio many times and we believe that audio is video, you know, with some of the most popular podcasts being recorded live. Uh, that's how we see audio being most successful on special. Um, but on Patreon, it's really for anyone and everyone. So you see um, a video creator, you see a fine artist, painting, uploading photos of painting. You see a photographer, you even see nonprofits on Patreon that, that aren't actually doing anything on the service except for eliciting you know, monthly donations. So from a consumer perspective, uh, it's difficult to understand why I am there and what I am supposed to do there. That's the number one thing you wanna do with any business is, is make it completely obvious to your consumers why they're there and what they're supposed to do. And I think it has the exact same effect for the suppliers, aka the creators on Patreon as well. Um, what are you supposed to do here and how can you optimize those actions? Because there are so many diverse um, actions or creators on the platform that there hasn't yet been like a best practice that is obvious or teachable and repeatable. Um, and, and that's what we seek to do with special is, is really create a niche and that's in video distribution and monetization, enabling anyone to launch a subscription streaming service. Uh, our tools are, are, uh, are slim, but effective. And, 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 and that's a constant negotiation that we have within our engineering product team and sales team to say, uh, 
how do we keep this as simple as possible and as effective as possible? So consumers know why they're here and creators know how to know how to optimize. That's really interesting, Sam. And one of the first questions I guess I, I have is, you know, if a lot of people are producing content out there, um, you know, are doing it for free in the traditional model. Uh, you know, they're, they're giving it their all, man, right? They're, they're trying to produce the best piece of content they can. So what, mm -hmm. you know, if, if speaking in generalities, how does someone make a leap from what they're currently doing to what we would, you know, term in this conversation premium? You know, what, what's yeah. that step up? The easiest leap is, uh, is to already have an audience, already have a brand name. Um, you know, the, the most successful creators, I believe, will, will have an actual email newsletter as well. Because mm -hmm. um, so many of these free distribution platforms don't really let you actually own your audience. You know, you, you see a number there. You see, you know, 10,000 listeners or, or 20,000 followers or, or 8,000 subscribers. Um, but you don't actually have a way to, like, harness that audience. Um, you know, that's why I think some of the more successful creators uh, actually have a website with it, with an email newsletter where they're capturing those emails of people that are truly engaged and therefore can follow up and, 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 uh, and, uh, engage, you know, that audience. I would say what we look for in terms of what, what a great creator could look like on special is, is four things. Um, do you have a brand? And that brand is something like, like, uh, like the black diamond podcast versus, you know, Eric as, as a person, you know, branded, uh, content, I think will do much better, um, than, than a sole personality. Granted, you th see things like the Joe Rogan podcast and that personality has become a brand. So yeah. it's, it goes both ways, but we look for brands and, and under that brand would come, are, are, are you not, are you not reliant on one, one form of distribution. So, you know, there's some creators that, that the only place they are are like SoundCloud or the only place they are TikTok. We, we look under brand to say, do you have multiple avenues for distribution of, of, of your brand? And that's like across social media, maybe YouTube and, and a podcast, et cetera. Next would be, next would be um, audience. How big is your audience? You know, what, what I can imagine or, or what we assume is that the audience that you can convert to paid subscribers is somewhere between uh, um, like one in 5%. So if you have 100,000 followers, 5,000 or even 1,000 may convert to a paid subscription. So you back of the napkin math would be, you know, take 2%. Take 2% of the audience that you can actually quantify and expect them to, to pay. And, and that number that, that they pay is up to you. Um, next, would, next would be a catalog of content. So uh, do you have enough content that, that someone, uh, one of those, those 2% um, can, can binge watch to, or listen to, to, to some extent, right? So I, I can't watch everything you have in one night. Do you have a catalog uh, large enough that I that I can enjoy um, your content over two weeks, three weeks? Um, and then last would be uh, a frequency and a frequency of, of new content production um, that will help drive a monthly or an annual subscription forward. So at least one new piece of content per month. Wow, that's great guidelines, man. Uh, it's It's a really 
it's a really interesting thing that you're doing. And as a, a content creator, I respect it. <laughs> I think we all, um, you know, once again, go into the people that I talk to who do produce a lot of content, you know, very few people actually make a living doing it, but we all want to, mm-hmm. right? we all want to, that's what we love mm-hmm. doing, man. That's what we love doing. Yeah. And, uh, if you could turn that as cliche as this is, you turn your passion into profit, then, um, that's great. It seems like you're, you're showing people a path, uh, to do so, which is, um, exciting, man. It's, it's, it's exciting. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the people you're going to work with. Um, well, just as much as, sorry, just, you mentioned, you know, we're showing people a path to do so. And, and just as much as, as we're, we're building solutions for this, for this creator world, you know, we're also looking for creators to show us the path to do so as well. Right. Because, you know, this craft is, is so dynamic and it's so agile to the changing internet. Um, and, and, and so, you know, every day we're learning from, from our creators and, uh, and I think that's the most enjoyable part about what we're doing is, is getting to tap into, to each creative spirit, uh, and the types of content that are also diverse and the types of business models that, that each creator, uh, seeks to operate or, or envisions for themselves and, and letting us morph the special platform to, to their needs, um, you know, and hoping that, that we can help them be more successful. That's awesome. Well said, Sam. Um, so you guys are, so this venture is opposed to your first one. You are, uh, you're actually venture backed. You got some capital on this one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So triple tree was bootstrapped, which I mean, Paul and I and team are super proud of, you know, cause I mean, r- virtually we just, Paul and I hired like all the guys at MSU that, uh, that we, uh, that we were competing with for the entrepreneur title. Right. So like yeah, everyone that, that I thought was smarter than me and was pushing, you know, each other um, to be better while we were in college as entrepreneurs, you know, we, we were very fortunate that uh, triple tree started to have a little spark, get some traction. And we were able to hire, hire uh, some of those peers that we really admired um, at college. And, and those guys have stayed with us uh, all the way up to today. Um, so we're, we're proud of the bootstrapping at triple tree, but, but you are correct. Um, we raised venture capital, um, for special to, to launch here. Uh, we actually closed our, our series seed round, um, uh, in, uh, March of this year. Right on, man. Congratulations. Um, thank you. So at this point, it's a different feat, you know, like bootstrapping, it was all our cash when it's someone else's, it feels a little different. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I don't know. I've never, uh, I've never had that. So I don't know. Um, you know, I've always built it the the hard way, I guess. <laughs> um, what, uh, moving forward, I mean, today's date of recording, Sam, is the 9th of September, 2020. Holy crap. Yeah. I believe it's already that late. Um, what's the biggest need that you guys have right now at Special Project? Yeah. Uh, biggest need for us is, is, is finding, you know, what we would call like tastemaker creators. Um, you know, we're doing four demos a day with, with creators that want to join special. And, and right now we're, we're just doing early access signups as we continue to build product and and position ourselves properly in market. Um, um, but our, our biggest need is to, is to identify partner with and, and help onboard, you know, what we would see to be, like those eight tastemaker creators that, that, um, 
balance the content verticals, you know, across the board of, of how we would want to um, be known and recognized as, as a creator platform and market. So, so everything from like news to sports to DIY, podcast, um, gaming, you know, cooking, travel, automobiles, you know, there's so many different content verticals out there and how do we create the right balance with the, with like very large creators that can be, as I mentioned, tastemakers for other creators to, to realize the opportunity of monetization of their content on special and, 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 uh, and, uh, you know, come sign up. That's awesome, man. Um, very cool. I'm, I'm, yeah, like I said earlier, I, I really like, I really like this. Um, it's great. It's, it's, it's forward, forward focus, which I'm a big fan of. You're kind of looking at what, Hey, where's, where's the puck going right now? Um, and skating Mm -hmm. to it, which is obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, part of, uh, being an entrepreneur is having that vision of of where the market potentially is going or most likely is going. Right. Getting Uh, checked a few times, getting back. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Sure. Sure. Why not? Uh, Um, shoot score. Yeah. Right. Sam, where, where do, uh, where do people find you? What, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? LinkedIn's great. Okay. Shoot me a message, but for special, uh, you can go to specialproject.io, uh, learn all about what we're building over here at special and how you can sign up, get access. Uh, our first beta, um, will come out late October of this year. So pretty soon here. And, uh, and, uh, you can, you can play around. I mean, it's, it's free to start. So we, we just take a, a percentage of, of revenue. So, so you can jump in, kick the tires, upload content, share it with your friends, maybe a, a handful of your, your audience and, and, uh, and, uh, see how it goes. Feel free. Please do. We always say, you know, send us all of your feedback being an early stage startup. We have the luxury uh, um, as I may call it, to, to be very agile, to be nimble, to hear our audience or to hear our customers' feedback and actually, you know, build those features or build those tools as, as, as they come up. Right on, man. Well, Sam, thank you so much. It's been really interesting. I'm really excited to kind of follow what you're doing and, and who knows, maybe the Black Diamond podcast will be part of that project too. So yeah, we'll see what happens. That would be great. Thank cool. you so much, Eric. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Lucas. Hey everybody, this is your host, Eric Malzone. Don't leave yet. I have a few more requests for you. So if you got value out of this podcast, I ask you to do a few things. Number one, go to wherever you're listening, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and go ahead and subscribe to the show. Number two, while you're there, if you feel that we earned it, please leave us a nice review. Number three, share it whether it be social media, email, texting, whatever it may be. I'm sure you know somebody who would get value out of this episode just like you did. So please go ahead and share it. And that's how we get the word out. So it's really valuable and super appreciative. It only takes a minute of your time. Next, if you know of somebody, including yourself, who would be a great guest for the show, please head on over to level5mentors.com, L-E-V-E-L, the number five, mentors.com. Get in touch with me. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, Make an introduction whatever it may be. You can also get me directly in my email, which is eric, E-R-I-C, at level5mentors.com. Lastly, if you just want to chat, you want to find out more, if you want to expand on some ideas, I love hearing from the audience. So go ahead and hit me up on social media. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, 
Instagram. You also have my email already. So I love to hear from you. I'm always looking for ways to improve the show and I'm always looking to have great conversations. So don't hesitate to reach out. And once again, thank you for listening to the Black Diamond Podcast and you can expect a lot more from us.